Welcome to the Sisters Guide to Financial Freedom. My name is Crystal Lewis, and I am joined by the talented and one and only, my one and only <laughs> um, sister, Jennifer. Hello, Crystal. Excited <laughs> to be here with you today. <laughs> um, we're here today because Black Americans are at a disadvantage when it comes to um, building wealth in this country, and we want to do our part to change that trend. So, I mean, awareness is half of the battle, right? So we want to talk about the lessons we've learned, and we're hoping that um, some of these lessons may be applicable to you and make you, and help you in your journey to financial freedom. Um, so... It's um, April. Easter is quickly approaching. Um, my husband's birthday <laughs> is approaching. I know you've got a lot going on this month as well. How's, how's everything going? always a great time. Welcome spring. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of my favorite seasons just to see everything kind of uh, freshen and turn green. And yes. The flowers bloom. So. All right. Definitely a beautiful time of year. Do you have any Easter traditions that you do with your family? No, not really. So we always kind of start at Benchmarked, of course, in church and mm -hmm. uh, go from there. So I think this year we're going to kind of keep it low-key. Um, as we talked about before, we had some great birthday celebrations at the top of the month. So um, we're going to just do something quiet probably at, uh, at home this Easter. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited about Easter this year. This will be our first Easter at my husband's new church, Joy Life Center on the south side of Chicago. Um, we'll also be celebrating his birthday, so we'll get together with the family after after Easter Sunday. But we um having two young girls, seven or eight and nine, <laughs> gosh, they're growing up so fast. Um, we'll do some fun things. We'll we'll um, do an Easter egg hunt and probably do some arts and crafts and just do some family things together to celebrate the season and also um, celebrate Easter. And um, also it's spring break time. So we're probably going to be hitting the road to visit family and um it's just it's a nice time mm -hmm. of year it is nice kind of the awakening of after the cold and really cold and odd winter we've had so i know it'd be nice to see some warm weather yes. and a lot of little more sunshine for yes sure. yes yes um so did you give anything up for lent this this season um no i didn't not this year all right i didn't give anything up but added something um, to the plate, if you will, and that is a women's Bible study. So, and you know, you've been yes. participating in that too. So that's been good every Wednesday night at seven. And, um, you know, that's, it's been a great discussion, um, but that's been, you know, something that we've added mm -hmm. to, um, to our, our, um, instead of, giving up something for Lent. It's adding something, adding something to, to it. I like that thought. Mm -hmm. And um, the times I've been able to join your Bible study has sure been a blessing for me, sharing some of the uh, stories in the Bible, some of them that were familiar and some of them that weren't around mm -hmm. some of the women in the New Testament. So mm -hmm. certainly enjoyed 
diving into oh, that good. a little bit deeper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, with it being spring, a lot of folks are getting ready, doing that spring cleaning and prepping. <laughs> you know, our houses get those together, our homes, um, you know, cleaning out closets, mm-hmm. just kind of refreshing and pre- preparing for the, the new season. Um but what about keeping our money organized and mm-hmm. and doing that, you know, spring cleaning, if you will, from a financial standpoint? Um, time of renewal. Yeah. Maybe time to look, kind of renew yourself by looking at your own financial situation around the types of financial uh, transaction accounts that mm-hmm. you might mm-hmm. might keep and house and, and how you're... Um, managing your money in that regard. Right. Kind so a good time to revisit it. Right. Spring cleaning is all about getting mm-hmm. your house organized. But, you know, let's talk today about getting your, your money organized. Um, today we want to discuss how to choose the right bank account to help manage our cash flow and grow our savings. Mm-hmm. So, um what are the essential yeah. accounts no, I, someone should have? I love that topic, and it's um, it's perfect timing. I was just at a, a few weeks back at uh, uh, a group gathering with some friends of mine, and a friend of ours um, has a daughter who is um, college age, is taking a break, a hiatus from her studies right now, and is kind of working her first real job. And um, he was sharing a story wherein she was depositing her checks, which is great, but she couldn't pay for any of her expenses or anything and was still coming to him because she didn't have any way to access the money in her account. She didn't have a debit card, Mm. didn't have checks because it was her initial savings account that they had started with her, um, you know, to start her savings, you know, way back like we've talked about taking birthday money or any kind of little income that your kids may have and kind of starting that discipline around saving and paying yourself first, which is an awesome place to start. And I think, you know, we start in our transaction accounts to manage our money with that savings account. Maybe it's, you know, when um, your kids are small or young and they're getting birthday money or any type of um, gift income that you're paying them first on their behalf by having a savings account. Maybe it's structured, you know, technically as a um, a, um, a minor account. So mm-hmm. there's some tax benefits for doing that. We won't get into that detail, mm-hmm. but having a savings account, which she had done, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But now she's working. She really needs to be able to have some access to that money that she's been saving or she's earning. But before we get to that mm -hmm. access, um, you just triggered a Mm -hmm. thought. Um, My daughter was celebrating her ninth birthday and she received some money, um, maybe $50. And I said, oh, that's great. You know, you should take half of that and Mm -hmm. put it in the bank. Let's, you know, put it away. And her... Her sister, my youngest daughter, said, savings? 
you know, this this mm-hmm. isn't for saving. This, this birthday money isn't for saving. It's for shopping. <laughs> but, you know, I just think that was the cutest star. I probably have told uh-huh. that a hundred times. But, right. you know, the idea is, you know, you do start early in planting that seed that, you know, you got to start Absolutely. with your savings. And, it, and it's not that you have to save it all. Certainly at that age when you don't have any expenses should be more than when you do have a lot of other obligations. The minimum should always be 10%. And we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. Pay yourself first, minimum 10%. Mm -hmm. But if you've got more because you don't have a lot of expenses, save more when you can save more. Save less when you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, But always start off with a minimum of 10% and put it in a a savings account. A savings account, um, generally, you can open it with little or or no money to get it started. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get a savings account there. There's no monthly fees because you certainly want to earn interest on your money, but you don't want to pay money to maintain a savings account with any institution. Okay. Um, so find the account that works for you. There's plenty of options that are online. There are plenty of neighborhood, um, local community banks. Then there's also other, you know, your big kind of national banks that uh, all offer savings accounts that will allow you to start saving money in an account, in a banking relationship um, that's that costs you nothing. So I would Got start it. with the savings account. But then you need to be ready to move forward in your banking relationships mm-hmm. when your needs change. Right. And like our friend's daughter, now that she's working, she's getting a regular paycheck. Um, she may have more expenses, maybe starting to pay for some of the household expenses or rent, or maybe she's um, got um, gas and other things to pay for to get to work, um, for transportation. So then it's really time to start thinking of looking at transaction accounts. And again, Most institutions available online in your neighborhoods will offer checking accounts, Mm -hmm. free checking accounts that enable you, if you're depositing your um, direct deposit or maybe keeping um, a a certain minimum balance, you'll be eligible to maintain those accounts as well Mm -hmm. without any monthly maintenance fees or service fees. Mm -hmm. Um, But you'll want to have that point now that she's at in her life, that she needs to have ready access to some of those funds. Yes. And again, you want to be looking at an account that you're not paying to have that. So do your shopping, find things that work for you. Um, Typically in this day and age, it's Apple Pay or debit cards um, versus paper checks. Mm -hmm. And most banks will enable you to um, come up with um, an account that works for you that doesn't cost you money to be able to maintain. And it's a safe place to keep your income as you're making it and give you convenient access um, to be able to pay for the expenses and the things that you um, come into contact with day to day. Got it. Um, so we talked about you know starting with that savings and then moving into that transactional account, mm-hmm. which is typically a, a checking account. I did um, read a statistic. Of course, you know, always <laughs> looking up these statistics. Um, it's reported that a typical consumer has approximately five accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about two. Um, one thing that I've seen is that 
you know, some some of the experts say that you should have two checking accounts, um, one for your bills and your your mandatory expenses, and the other for your lifestyle or your wants. So, for example, um, those bills or necessary expenses would be your rent or your mortgage, um, your utilities, mm -hmm. um, your groceries, your essential groceries, not necessarily your eating out fun, you know, larger mm -hmm. expenses. And then you have your lifestyle checking account, which is for you know, your hair, your gym, you know, your um, entertainment, eating out, shopping. So um, you have one that, again, is taking care of all of your needs that you know you're mm -hmm. going to have. And then you have this separate account if you're, you know, at the point where you um, have that additional, those additional funds, that there be a separate account for that. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> You know, I'm doing good just to manage the one checking account <laughs> That's right. I have. So, again, you've got to find the road and the vehicle of what works for you. And I got mm -hmm. a tickle in my throat. Oh, no. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. So find what works for you mm -hmm. in doing that. Um, so <coughs> I think if you're new in your journey of managing mm -hmm. your budget, Mm -hmm. and your expenses, that's probably a great kind of call it physical vehicle because you have that barrier mm -hmm. of putting only, you know, funds in for mm -hmm. a certain amount here versus mm -hmm. another you amount okay? here. You need a glass of water. <laughs> Still have this like tickle choking feeling. Um, so that, you know, is probably a great way to get started because I mm -hmm. know if I put my money in two different places. Mm -hmm. I always kind of know what my guiding light is around what funds I have mm -hmm. available for that piece. It reminds mm -hmm. me of my uh, dear friend, Kendra Ann, who's no longer with us, but early in her um, family journey w with her managing her budget, they mm -hmm. did only cash. Yes. Wasn't writing checks, wasn't using credit cards, really to come up with a budget um, centric way mm -hmm. of managing their finances. And she had different envelopes. Mm -hmm. So similar to the different checking accounts, mm -hmm. if she was going to the grocery store when they got their, their um, paychecks, she put money in the grocery store envelope, mm -hmm. money in the household account envelope, you know, money in the entertainment envelope. So all of those different categories that they had within their budget, she would plan mm -hmm. it and put the money actually in the envelope. So when she went to the grocery store, she had her, Grocery yes. store envelope. When that was done, that she was, was putting stuff back out of the cart because mm -hmm. I've expended my budget. So yes. I think having multiple checking accounts or transaction accounts like that is very similar. And it can help you be more disciplined in managing within whatever your budget mm -hmm. or your plan is you have for mm -hmm. your funds. So mm -hmm. my motto is have, you know, that one um, we in my household have a shared household budget. That's kind of a mix for all of those things. Mm -hmm. And then I have more savings accounts that are outside of that, that are um, maybe a little more challenging to get at. Mm -hmm. I don't have a debit card for it. If I'm going to use money from that account, I've got to transfer it into the household account, which yeah. may take a day or two. So you really have to think about, okay, if I'm going to 
you know, draw in money from that savings. It's mm-hmm. it's really something that's intentional. Um, and I've given myself, you know, time to think about it. But I think that's yeah. a great way to to um, get started and to kind of have that discipline around mm-hmm. how you're budgeting your funds and leveraging the accounts that you're using yes. to do that. Yes. And it, you know, you, it goes back to that idea of being disciplined and it goes back to that idea of do what mm-hmm. works best for you so that you can stick with your Absolutely. your budget because you know that's that's what it comes down to yeah at the end of the day you have to do what what works best for you that's mm-hmm. going to get you to where you're looking to go mm-hmm. so so um you know our recommendation we talked about was starting with that that savings account, um, building in that transactional mm-hmm. account. For some, it may be having two checking accounts for mm-hmm. your needs and your wants. Um, and then, like for myself, I've got a, what I call a short-term savings account. So that is like the next um, account that we would want to consider that short-term savings account. What do, what does that short-term savings account look like for you? Yeah, so I I um, see short-term savings as those call it immediately available or immediately needed mm-hmm. um, savings funds. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you overrun your budget and your checking account. You certainly would be better off call it giving that savings money to yourself versus, you know, paying overdraft fees to the bank or financial institution until your next paycheck or what have you. So um, I think you should have immediately available, call it liquid savings. Um, That also creates a buffer if you do, you know, get a flat tire and unexpectedly you've got to go buy a new tire um, or some other immediate expense that Mm -hmm. you really you know, weren't anticipating, it kind of gives you a buffer for those types of things. Mm-hmm. So I would call that your kind of short-term savings. And it should be, um, for me personally, I have it in the same institution as I have our household checking account. So if I'm looking at the checking account, I know that, you know, I've got a gap or shortfall or an immediate expense, I can pull some from that short-term savings mm-hmm. to cover that. Mm-hmm. And then, Anytime that I'm getting income in, you know, I'm paying myself first. And I've told you this first or before that um, right now, retirement, now that I've got past my children's education, it's really mm-hmm. retirement funding. So I'll pay myself first for my retirement, and then I will pay money into my savings account to continue to grow those mm-hmm. uh, intermediate or short-term savings um, to be there when yes. I need them to kind of fill that gap. Um, some other things to consider for the sh- short-term savings is holiday savings. So mm-hmm. um, I think we hit on this in one of our episodes um, last year around um, we uh, birthdays and holidays. Uh, we shop for Chris. We exchange presents mm-hmm. on Christmas. It's always a big expense. You got to plan for it. You know it's coming this year, so right. put those dollars into this short-term savings. So you know, use that for gifts, larger gifts that you know are coming. So you're not you know filling that. Yep. You know, burn a big hole in your pocket the day that you need to actually go do it. You're, I know, you've planned ahead, and that's one of my favorite accounts. Um, we used to have a actual account, one of the banks that I worked at, that 
was a Christmas club mm-hmm. or savings club account. You don't have to have that. You can make it yourself by just mm-hmm. having another account. It's targeted for that. And you're disciplined to not withdraw money from that until that target, you know, time or yes. or, or date, if it's a birthday or Christmas mm-hmm. or holiday fund or whatever you want to call it. Um, but like with anything, sit down, well, I want to have, you know, $1,000 by that date map it out. I get Mm -hmm. paid every two weeks, you know, do the math, divide it by the number of weeks Mm -hmm. and the number of paychecks, Mm -hmm. and then set it up. And a lot of times it might just be $25 or $30 that you're not going to, if you really start with it again and start small, it's it's digestible bites that you're not going to miss that $25 or $30. And then all of a sudden you look at the end of the year and, you know, I've got $500 to go out and cover the expenses for that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's, you know, when you talk about the, what, five <laughs> accounts on average, you know, those are the type of accounts that I would gather into those types of statistics. Because yes. now I've got my day-to-day funds. I've got my short-term funds. I've got my targeted savings. If I have a specific um, goal that I'm trying to meet or plan for certain dollars. Uh, again, you can open check and savings accounts free of monthly maintenance fees. Mm-hmm. Use them for what works best for you. Yes. And I was also thinking about um, annual subscriptions or like car registrations. You have mm-hmm. to pay that every year. Um, and those are big media expenses, right? Yes. So again, you know what's coming. So how can mm-hmm. you put a couple dollars away, put, yes. tuck it away in the short-term savings account so when that day comes, you can go to that savings account and, and pay that bill. And um, you know that gives you that sense of financial freedom that you have. You know, you've, you've saved those dollars, you've mm-hmm. got them tucked away, and that you can... Um, yeah, and it takes away some that of the account to do that. It takes away some of the angst of yes. those things, whether it's insurance or car registrations that can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, a sizable chunk all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know you've planned for it, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm going to not go out to dinner. Or I've got to fill this gap. You yes. can be thinking about it ahead of time. And mm-hmm. it certainly... And it goes back, you said the P word, you said the Mm -hmm. P word, plan, 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 plan. That's, I mean, it's. Yep. It's not that people plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Right. (laughs) If you don't plan at all, then. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you got to plan. Um, And speaking of planning, um, the other, the last account would be that goal-oriented savings account or something that is more long-term. Right. Or structured for that goal. So mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're like me and you're planning for retirement, you want to have a retirement-focused account, maybe mm-hmm. a 401k or an IRA. Um, if you're planning for education, like when we were planning for education, mm-hmm. we had both minors accounts so that um, we could optimize the tax benefits of those accounts while the kids were coming of age. And you have the um, um, the college savings or the education savings accounts. So look at what your goal is and then, then start looking at, okay, well, what are the types of financial accounts that I need, whether they're through a bank or for an, through an investment um, vehicle? 
um, to meet the needs of what my goal is. And mm -hmm. you will find, again, online, through your community banks, through your large national banks, um, different types of accounts that will fit your different needs mm -hmm. um, at whatever stage of uh, your journey that you may be at. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking for for a lot of people, it's, okay, I've got a checking account. That's all I can do, mm -hmm. right? Okay, now you've made a little more money. Okay, I'm, now I'm starting to save a little more yep. in my short term. And now we're talking about a long-term thing. I mean, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, that is a struggle just to, you know, how do I save day day. for the long term? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we do have to figure out how do we change our lifestyles, our daily decisions to carve out dollars from that day-to-day -day spending to try to figure out how to save for some of yep. these longer-term opportunities. And we've had this discussion, I think, before when we talked about savings. To break the cycle, you have to start. And, mm -hmm. and I'm of the philosophy that if you have some type of income, through your job, through through special projects, through what have you, you have to start by paying yourself first. Yes. And take something, even if it's, you know, just the $10 you make, take a dollar of that. Mm -hmm. Take at least 10% and put it aside. And if every time you make a $10, you put a dollar aside you will find that you'll look up and you are starting to create that short-term savings. Mm -hmm. You're starting to create the foundation and the building blocks for you to get towards your wealth position, creating mm -hmm. wealth by starting with those savings. Yes. And it takes it of starting when there's nothing to get to have have something, something. right? And in that's the what building wealth is all that's about. What, that's what it starts with. And the other thing is, um, you know, say you've got all that going. Sometimes you just have to make the sacrifice and find that side hustle, get a, a part time job, do something above and beyond to help to start fueling mm -hmm. that long term savings account. You know, one of the side hustles I have is baking gluten-free cakes. <laughs> and, you know, it does take, it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. right, to do that. But that's the sacrifice, um, you know, taking the time to do this, which would generate some additional income that could help to fuel savings or, you know, do some of those things above and beyond right. that, you know, I or my family want to do. And if you're in a spot where where maybe your current job is not providing that to you, you do have to really look at then how do I create the skills mm -hmm. to be able to um, improve my, call it income-making capabilities. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're gifted like you are to be creative and be a baker, <laughs> you can pivot to something that's kind of your passion that you're good at. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that innately, really think of, you know, are there programs, are there certain skills, um, you know, technology, info security technology and cybersecurity skills right now are, are paying certain levels of premium. Mm -hmm. So 
um, really look at some of your neighborhood um, services that will enable you to build a skill that may then become an opportunity for you to improve your income, you know, the, your level of income that you may be able to drive. So mm-hmm. um, you've got to start looking for ways. How do I break out of the cycle? If I'm in a cycle that's not giving me what I need and desire, what are some of the things that I can do to break out of that? Mm-hmm. So just a couple of uh I guess nuggets of food for thought. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I think so. we've exhausted the topic. Um, any final thoughts be, um, around the topic of um, creating the right bank accounts to manage your cash flow and no, I'll just build I your mean, savings. I'll just reiterate it again. You know, with everything, get started. If you can think of one thing coming out of here today to get started with that to uh, help break the cycle that you're in and put you Mm -hmm. on a pathway to greater financial freedom. And I would say if, if you are ready, have banking or transaction account. Well, firstly, if you don't Mm -hmm. and you're using high fee vehicles to pay, to get your, um, you know, paycheck cashed or anytime you get you know, cash or other uh, uh, monies in. If you're paying to access your money, I I challenge you today to look to break that cycle. Yes, and you don't take, want to pay. You those don't want fees. to pay to get to your money, right? And so, if you're doing that today, I challenge you to break that. Get an account that you do not have to pay those fees, and then take that money that you've been paying in fees and put that in that savings account mm-hmm. because you've already been dealing or living without that, mm-hmm. start saving the fees from those accounts that you are from those services that you're doing and you're paying for now. Yes. Start with that. And then really, if you are already in the banking system and have an account, really look at it, be attuned to any monthly service fees, overdraft fees, other expenses. Again, you're paying to have your money held safely for you in that bank. And, and, and I am, I challenge you to change that mm-hmm. and save those fees. Yes. Um, and really tr- look to be disciplined in having a basic checking, a basic savings account mm-hmm. um, that you can maintain without, well, I'll call it fee-free. <laughs> okay. Good advice. Thank you. I think I'm going to have to go and look at mine. I know the overdraft um, fees get me sometimes, mm-hmm. so I have to watch that. But anyway, this has been this has been a great conversation. So thank you, Jenny. Um, and um, that's a wrap for today's um, podcast session. Thanks, so Crystal. Until the next time. That's right. That's right. Um, we'll have to figure out what we're going to talk about next. So much that um, we can talk about. But anyway, um, let's keep the conversation going. If you want to follow us, we're on Instagram at the Sisters Guide. Um, and also just remember that it is a journey to financial freedom. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So stay positive, stay intentional, and stay disciplined. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye now.